This is New Musings on New Music. This is the second of three special episodes highlighting Suddenly Listen's Seeds Project. In this lockdown-inspired creation project, begun in May 2021, three different Halifax soundmakers were commissioned to create a short solo recording. These recordings became our seeds, and Suddenly Listen invited three other Halifax musicians to create a duet with each seed, resulting in nine new duos created by nine artists. These episodes of New Musings feature conversations between the participating artists, with each episode led by one of the three seed makers. As well, we will offer samples of the duos that came out of these virtual collaborations. As well, we will offer samples of the duos that came out of these virtual collaborations. This episode is hosted by Halifax percussionist Lindsay Don Dobbin. In this episode, Lindsay will be speaking with guitarist Sam Wilson, sound artist Brandon Auger, and cellist India Gailey. Hello, everyone. My name is Lindsay Don Dobbin. I am joining you from Chibuktuk, Halifax, in Wabanaki territory. Um, I'm joined here by Brandon. India, and Sam. And I'm wondering to start this conversation, if we could go around the circle and just briefly introduce yourself and maybe also share a sound that you're fascinated by right now. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, My name is Brandon Auger, sound artist from Halifax. Um, A sound I'm fascinated with right now. Uh, actually, the reverb in this building I'm in, there is a mechanical fan at the very far end that I can hear click every six minutes or so. So I would say that's probably what's the driving force for me. I can hear a bit of the reverb in the room <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, it's no boathouse, India. <laughs> so... Yeah, I suppose I could introduce myself next. I'm India Gailey, and I'm mostly a cellist, also a composer. I do a lot of improvisation. Sometimes I do other things outside of music, like writing and making visual art. And I've been pretty fascinated. Yeah, I'm in a boathouse right now, and I hear the waves of the ocean kind of lapping against the dock a lot. And then sometimes there's this like, which I, something knocking. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm kind of fascinated by that sound. What about you, Sam? My name is Sam Wilson. I am primarily a guitarist, uh, improviser, but I also like to write music. And a sound that I'm fascinated with right now is my puppy's like little playful growl. I can't even like reproduce it because it's just <laughs> super unique. It's not it's not like a vicious growl, but it's like this mid-chest playful growl. And I want to know how he makes that sound. I also do things outside of music. I love to garden. And I feel like my where I live is very influential on what I'm writing or improvising. 
And right now I'm living in Pictou County. Back to you, Lindsay. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> uh, oh, that was great. It, I feel like that's such a nice thing to do to share those sounds because I have a sense of where, where you are right now. Um, for me, it's actually quite quiet in my space, but yesterday I was on the beach on the Eastern shore and I was really fascinated by the shorebird sounds. There was a mix of sandpipers and plovers, um, about two dozen of them on the shore and with the waves crashing in and that reverberation and then the birds constantly talking and communicating about, I felt like what they were finding and where to move and it was uh it was really really nice um i didn't introduce myself i'll do that now uh, my name is lindsay i'm a ganya kahaga acadian irish musician sound artist artist uh writer transdisciplinary artist and a lot of my work is very connected to nature I wanted to ask a question or many questions about this process of collaborating together. I know I've only actually met Brandon out of the three of you. Um, so it was very interesting for me to create something and then send it off and there wasn't any communication. So the next communication I received was the finished responses. Um, it was very interesting to engage in a process like that. I never have quite had a process like that musically or sound wise. Um, I'm curious for you three, if you wanted to share first impressions of hearing the piece that I sent you and if you had any questions about it. I thought the piece was was great. I actually still have it on my phone and I listen to it like every couple weeks uh, since I got it. I, I, I found it hard personally for myself to add to it because I thought the piece was just a beautiful piece by itself. Where was it recorded? It was recorded here at home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, on a djembe. Okay. Uh, and I just had two microphones and yeah, that was it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great piece. It sounds great. Um, and then I know you decided Brandon to rather than add anything to do kind of a response that would follow the piece. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't find myself adding on top of the piece or to the piece just because I think the piece was just great as it was. So I sort of like wanted to jump on the tail end. Um, and I, what I did actually was I took your piece and I chopped out the silent movements between the dynamics of the playing and I put them on analog tape. And then I played the tape through a piece of, um, six inch, uh, copper pipe and then recorded it from the opposite end and then put it back on my reel to reel and I slowed it down. And basically that was the process of basically what you're hearing is actually your work, but in the very like 
microscopic seconds and milliseconds between your actual drum hits. So it's the air between the hits that you're actually hearing. Wow, that's incredible. So it's interesting too. Like it sounds like like a, such a material process for you, and that's something I really connect with because having built uh, traditional drums, I'm really inspired by the materiality itself of the drum and yeah. the process of making a drum uh, really informed this piece, um, like scraping hide. There's so much water involved in, in creating a drum. So I was yeah. bringing in the rain as like a percussive element, but always trying not to link into something, like always trying to dissolve anything that was starting to take shape. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, very interesting process. And I loved your response. Thanks. I, you should do a follow-up piece and actually record the process of making the drum. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, especially when you said like scraping the hide. I think that would be, sonically, that would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is, especially like when the hide, you know, it's tied up into a frame. Right. Um, yeah, it's really quite something. I have a friend out west who has done work with them. Um, recording the scraping and and with the hide on the frame and yeah it's it's quite beautiful i was happy with the whole process really i'm excited to hear everybody else's comments and 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 the actual audio from everybody else which i haven't heard yet so it's gonna be a treat What about you, India? I felt similarly to Brandon in that when I first heard your piece, it felt very complete on its own and I wasn't sure how I might add to it. And I loved the intimacy of like hearing right up close your fingers on the skin and like the granular texture of that and how I could hear it from different points of view because you had two microphones and was just so elemental and rich. So I think I recorded it four times. And at first I was very unhappy with what I had produced. I was like trying to, I think I was trying too hard to create something that was like more of a, 
a dialogue, I guess. And I was doing something that was very different from what you were doing. And I was trying to create something cool with polyrhythms or something, interacting with all of the rhythmic stuff that you were playing. And But then I kind of moved towards trying to really sit within the sounds that you had made and kind of embellish them a little bit more. Um, try and be part of the whole percussion instrument in a way, as if I were just kind of like an added um, set of colors to the whole scene of wind and rain and skin, or like some some tails on that somehow. And I listened to our duet for the first time this morning since earlier this summer, and it was actually a lot different than I remember it being. So that was kind of delightful, I suppose. How would you describe the, the difference? I, I guess I, I remember maybe playing fewer notes than I did. I don't know. I, I guess when I listened to it this morning, there were times when I kind of emerged out of the texture and did something that was maybe like taking a little bit of a solo moment or something that I, I hadn't remembered doing, making a, a drone that sort of underlaid your textural accelerandos or whatever was happening. interesting India when you say that you're trying to respond because often when I'm improvising that's the way that I'm thinking it's like a call and response and so when I first listened to this I kind of just let my imagination go and I was like what a what's the feeling or whatever I have I just have these notes from when I did it and I have in a big box a hunt like it's a hunt <laughs> and imagining myself in that scene and like, okay, what am I doing in that scene? It was fun, basically, is what I'm saying. And yeah, I just kind of imagined, I sort of remember uh, being on the outskirts of the hunt, like maybe an observer, not knowing if I want to join or not. Yeah, it created a very like bold image in my imagination. So it was, it was fun to play too. Thank you for creating it. Yeah, yeah of course. Thank yeah. you. 
your responses what you're sharing is prompting a lot of different um thoughts I know for me like playing music with with other people um I have never actually engaged in a process like this where I create something and then send it off and then someone adds or responds in some way usually when I'm creating or co-creating it's simultaneous in in the moment and in the flesh and I know with the pandemic it's really challenged us to think of alternatives and a lot of people have begun working online um exchanging in this way but like I know when I approached the recording it was like an improvisational performance um, that I set up a scenario with the microphone one on the floor. So it was getting the bottom of the djembe moving. I was just kind of moving it on the ground and then the um, then playing the, the top, the hide or the head of the, the drum. It was strange and interesting and curious for me to then just send that off and then just kind of see how all of you three would would respond and I was excited and delighted to hear the responses and also it just is so interesting to hear the the process and I'm wondering if this approach to co-creation where there's um, a gap in time and it's not happening in the moment I wonder what the limitations are for of that for you, as well as what the innovations or beauty of the, that kind of process is for you. Uh, maybe I'll jump in. Uh, I feel like it takes away for me a lot of pre- pressure off. So, because it's in slow time, uh, but it, at the same time, it's taking out that element of just doing it and then it being gone. Cause you're like listening to a recording then replying, recording back. So I dissect it a little bit more than I would if it wasn't long distance, whether or not I'm trying to avoid doing that. I'm still doing that. Yeah. It's an interesting process. And I was wondering if you, when you made the recording, if you 
like sketched out gestures or if you just totally did it once or maybe that's giving away too much mystery I don't know oh I can respond to that for me I was playing for a while and I recorded actually maybe 25 minutes to 30 minutes and I think there was a few days leading up to that where I was trying some different things and it didn't feel like the the moment I wanted to share and then that led me to arrive to the recording setup and just what's the frame in the world that I wanted to embrace and occupy. And then the recording I sent you is cut out um, section near the end of a longer improvisation um, that struck me as the moment when I felt most attuned to the instrument and how I would describe that experience is it doesn't feel musical to me I felt like my body felt most connected to the material of the drum and then the gestures that emerged felt most of the moment not calculated I think though there were some things I had done before that probably set the stage to um, return or embellish, but it really was not very calculated beyond setting up the, the frame of how I would record. And, and I was really liking those microscopic, close, intimate sounds. And I wasn't even playing very loud. It's just how I had the microphone set up that revealed a lot of the material like that was the most important aspect to me was to have an intimacy with the material the wood and the hide itself yeah it picked up a lot of nuances for sure is it different though to respond to percussion over other instruments percussion's often so linked to time any of you have anything to share regarding that i always find it hard to work with or against percussion and dynamically it takes up a lot of space i always like to have a lot of space to play with so i i I do find that um percussion does fill it fills up both time and space in the same principle so i i do find it hard but it's easier i found to work with work with it not in real time and having this project go the, the way that it did like, I think I would have gone a different route had I been in the room with you, Lindsay, working on the piece rather than, you know, having an audio file sent to me. Totally. Same with me. If with all three of you, it would have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah. working with someone and, and feeding off the energy of the other person. Um, and uh, when I got the piece, like I said, I, I thought it was a beautiful piece. So I, I couldn't, I didn't want to add to it. I I wanted to you know, tail off on the end. So the whole idea of building a system to facilitate that wouldn't have worked in real time either. So I would have come up with a completely, it would have been a completely different piece had I been there with you. Mm -hmm. And what drew you to the silences or spaces between gesture? Uh, I I just, I I like the, the idea of the sort of like, low noise floor 
sound and and it was dynamically it's it's the spot that i I do like a lot of space in my music but i i think there's it's the spot nobody really pays attention to because you don't focus on the spaces in between everybody focuses on the notes or you know the percussion hit so it's the spaces in between where there's a lot of like fibrous dynamics going on that our ears don't pick up because they're not recorded at the dynamic level that we can hear it. So when they're amplified, there is like a whole plethora of like, it's a little world inside each strike hit. There's a lot of atmospheric sounds from the background, stuff that's not intentionally picked up is the stuff that I like to work with. And and plus on the, you know, just on the major side of things, it was completely opposite of what you, you had played. So, you know, yours was very dynamic and rhythmic where I tried to go the opposite way and, and just happened to find a, a niche in using your, your sound source as, uh, as material. What about you, India? Yeah, I definitely found it very interesting improvising with something that wasn't listening to me. No adjusting or reacting or spontaneous co-creation like what happened in real time. I guess that's challenging but also presents this opportunity to I got to really think about what might work best and experiment with what I felt really truly belonged in each moment and with your question of working with percussion I guess yeah I play a very pitch oriented instrument so it's something I'm always thinking about like what other pitches other people are playing and so playing with you although of course there are pitches and percussion it's like most of the pitch material is up to me but I I don't feel like I played a very pitch oriented part to respond it was more textural and I had a lot of fun interacting with the way you played with time like the way you fluctuate in tempo I had fun trying to go along with you or sometimes I'd try to sort of create a cross hatching thing like sort of as if the parts were almost together and then like phasing in and out of sync with each other and then landing it was was, yeah I had a lot of fun doing that what about you Sam just going back to what I said before, yeah, I enjoyed listening to it and sinking into it and then re- like creating my part opposed to in the moment and that being super spontaneous. It was less spontaneous, but still super creative. I'm excited to hear how the end product of all, like all of us, because um, I haven't listened to that. Yeah, me too. I haven't heard anyone else listen yeah. yet. <laughs> so, Lindsay, I have a question. I have a question for you now. Sure. Yeah. So, when you 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 said that that piece was taking from a larger section, knowing that you were gonna the piece was gonna be dispersed to the three of us, did that uh, play a part in your decision of what chunk to cut out? Was there a thought process behind what part you picked out to give to us? Yeah, it's a great question. I def- definitely considered all all three of you more considering like the 
the setup and the instrument I used. Like I had a lot of different options percussion wise to explore. And I actually wasn't like regularly playing djembe nor really ever have <laughs> and maybe never will. Um, but it was really speaking to me in the simplicity of just focusing on uh, one instrument rather than multiple for for the recording. And I think the main thought process was I was curious if my approach of exploring the materiality would inspire any of you to also engage with your instruments in a material way. So not just sonically, but um, that was more of a question. And in terms of picking that section, it really had to do with feeling that that was when I felt most connected to the instrument. So I felt like that would be most inspiring to share and that it would perhaps transmit something beyond the sonic aspect of it because we are creating in a way that's not, you know, it's connected, but not, I think from what I'm hearing, how we all usually do where it's more, as India said, like someone's in the room with you listening. So that's why I picked that section was because I felt most connected and then I felt that would transmit and inspire something. But I do wonder if if any of it did inspire a material approach to your instrument. It did for me. I remember thinking that actually. Because normally I play notes and chords and it's less as you're describing it material. Like I wrote down that I a paper clip and I think I untwisted a paper clip and put it through the strings and to see like how that would change the way I touched my instrument, knowing having this thing in the strings. I was thinking more about the elements of your instrument rather than mine. Wood and metal seems like I don't I wasn't sure if that would add too much to like do a full exploration of wood and metal in addition. So I felt felt like I was exploring a lot of air water on my cello. I think I just was trying to think of a system to use to to work with the sound. I don't think I I thought of it. Uh, I didn't get in touch with, you know, the material aspect. It was more just a matter of what system can I use to manipulate some sounds. I have a question for you, Lindsay. I was curious if there were any ideas that you had of like, or expectations of what might come back in these duets. And if anything surprised you when you listened to them, or if anything fulfilled your expectations? Yeah, great question. I honestly didn't have expectation beyond the faith that you all would respond in some way. There was no expectation that there would be a particular kind of response or it would feel a certain way or 
yeah, it felt more like curiosity. It was um, and almost like abandoned. Like I, I created this piece and I sent it out to um, two people who I am just meeting now um, and one person who I have met and even played with, Brandon. But it was more of an excitement and a curiosity of just what would return. And it reminds me a bit of just like I, I've made sound work in the past that is more sound installation. And I find, you know, when it has the opportunity to be presented in different contexts or in a gallery where there might be other artists with other work, it can reveal different aspects of, of the piece itself just through being in different environments and having different dialogues. So when all of your pieces um, or responses came back and I listened to them, that was the main thing that uh, struck me about the process or one of the main things was just how each of your responses revealed something that I didn't hear before. And I'm sure if when I re-listen, that will continue just because this piece that didn't feel static to me, but then once you record something and it's, you know, set, it's actually a beautiful opportunity to then place it in, in dialogue with each of you and each of your responses. Um, so it's not as static anymore. It's more alive. Yeah, so I, I didn't have any expectations. It was more like very childlike. I'm so curious what's what's going to return. And, and I really loved all of your responses and all of your approaches to responding. I have another question. Just listening to us all discuss what we have for the past however long we've been talking, um, Lindsay, was there anything that struck you that you didn't expect to hear about all of our processes working with your recording? Yeah, the thing that really struck me was um, I think each of you expressed to different degrees a not sure how to exactly respond or having to, you know, consider how to respond to the piece and that sounds like it led to different pathways for each of you. And I really agree with you, India, about the the difference of working in a way when you're co-creating and listening to each other in in the moment is quite different than this process where something's created in advance and then a response comes later. And I also love what Brandon shared about the spaces in between the the gestures as being such a rich, nuanced space. And it's interesting because it's like without silence or an understanding of that space I don't think we actually perceive or could perceive when something's happening and so there's some different things that for sure I'll be thinking about 
from this time. And I also, like with you, India, how you described responding in a way that was like in tandem and then falling out of phase. And I could really hear that in the recording, in your response. Mm. And Sam, I really loved how the piece inspired you to pick up that paperclip and respond to your instrument in a different way materially. To me, that's really inspiring. Sam, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, have you have you done any preparations prior to the paperclip with your guitar playing? I mean, I've seen you play a, a couple of times. I haven't seen any preparations then, but I just wondered if it's something you've you've experimented with. Not a whole lot. I've like dabbled in it, but not not to any like significant degree. Do you think it would be something that knowing that you enjoyed using the paperclip? Um, is it something you think that you would now incorporate into your your songwriting somehow? Yeah, possibly. That's like the beauty of collaboration is we pollinate each other. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I've been pollinated. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of you have uh, any other questions or things you'd like to share about the this project or anything do you think you'll do more of this style of collaboration in the future now that like recreating something and sending it off and doing it from a distance do you did you enjoy that yourself is that for everyone Sam? oh sorry that's for you Lindsay <laughs> well it's interesting I've actually been thinking about like how it would be possible to without the web uh the internet but the real World Wide Web, to collaborate over distance in real time just by being out on the land and co-creating and listening over distance without the use of devices. Mm. That's really interesting because I had an idea, a similar thought process. Uh, I had an idea of writing a, like a form and then having people on different shores, like great distance of Nova Scotia and then timing it, like saying like, start at this time and stop at this time hmm. and then just letting it be. You could have audiences in different places, but all at the same time. Yeah, I love that idea. Was there anything anyone else wanted to add or should we wrap up the conversation here for now? It was a pleasure doing this. Yeah, thank this, you. So. Yeah. Thanks, Norm, for putting this together. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Norm. Lindsay, thank you for the seed. You've been listening to New Musings on New Music. You can hear all of the complete duets created during the Seeds project at Suddenly Listen's website, www.suddenlylisten.com. Head there for information on the featured artists and to listen to some additional new music we have made out of different combinations of duo partners. If you're in Halifax, you can hear all three Seeds quartets collaborate live in concert on Friday, December 10th at the Bus Stop Theatre. Suddenly Listen and New Musings acknowledges the support of the Canada Council for the Arts, Arts Nova Scotia, Halifax, and the Canadian Music Centre. 
Suddenly Listen creates, collaborates, and performs in Mi'kma'ki, the ancestral and unceded territory of the Mi'kmaq people. We have gratitude for this land and respect for its many generations of caretakers. Suddenly Listen has committed to learning what it means to be treaty people who move forward together in peace and friendship.